When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I got a text, or actually a message on um, Twitter from the great man Stephen, and he's just uh, brought to my attention, actually, what is this? This is the Moana Pacifica coaching application form, which he sent me. Must have applied for it. Um, But question 13 says, and I quote, what have been the key learnings from your previous experiences and how how have you been able to incorporate those learnings into your current coaching roles? Application denied. Application screwed up. I don't have any learnings, I have lessons. That's how I'd answer it. That is how I would answer it. Um, Lynette has beaten Plushkova in straight sets, 6-3, Sabalenka and Vekic uh, just tossing the coin out in centre court. So we're very, very lucky to grab uh, Drew Lilly into the show. Um, He's over there broadcasting live out of the Australian Open and uh, he's been up to his neck in tennis. Uh, Drew Lilly, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Yep, up to my neck in it. That's about right. How's this compared, this this tournament so far, to, to previous ones? It's been a good one because obviously the last few years have been under a pandemic cloud and I remember a couple of years ago, uh, we, we had a delayed tournament that wasn't played until the February. All the lead-in events were in Melbourne, so you don't get to go around the rest of Australia and indeed New Zealand. And then at one point, there was a snap lockdown because, hey, we're in Melbourne, and Melbourne really got into their lockdowns. And we were allowed to carry on. They were allowed to carry on playing. We were allowed to carry on commentating. But the lockdown started at midnight one particular night and I was commentating on a match and at about 11.40 they said well spectators you'd better leave now you can get on trams and get home and then all of a sudden the state the the arena emptied and you're then playing in front of uh, zero fans and just a few people in the entourages the coaches boxes and then that carried on for five days after that so it was such a weird sensation and getting back to a full summer of tennis in Australia and New Zealand and having a full Australian Open has been absolutely wonderful. We've obviously had it affected by the weather because once again, that's Melbourne. Uh, About this time last week, we had the heat rule in effect and we couldn't play on the outside courts for most of the day and then the heat brought a storm with it. Yesterday, there was a fair bit of drizzle as well, but we've got through everything and there's been a really good atmosphere. You can tell that Melburnians and tennis fans in general are absolutely delighted to get back to what is one of the foremost tennis tournaments in the world. 
Yeah, it's really enjoyable to watch. A good time zone for us here in New Zealand, except when they play to three in the morning. That's a bit unfair. That's five in the morning here. But it's always good to be able to watch just during the day in the early evening here. We've got a big match just getting underway now. Sabalenka ranked five, uh, seeded five, I should say, and Vekic unseeded. Uh, Sabalenka won in Adelaide. She's in good nick. She is indeed. She was all over the show this time last year because she really had the yips on service. She just could not serve um, for love and the money. And she got Mark Philippoussis in because if you're going to get in someone to teach you how to serve, then why not six foot four, buys the aces down at 240 kilometers per hour? You know, obviously he's in his early 40s now. He's not still doing that. Well, he is. He's doing it on the legend circuit. But she got him in and he helped with the mechanics of things. And then she's worked with mental coaches as well and seems to have put it all together. She's been on a cracking run here. The fact that she could beat Belinda Bencic. Okay, Bencic is only seeded number 12, but she's a real dark she was a real dark horse for the tournament she won olympic gold last year obviously tokyo 2020 played in 2021 and i'm saying last year but we're actually in 2023 now but 18 months ago you know what i mean and uh yep sabalenka really seems to be putting it all together right now she's in a really good place mentally and i think that's incredibly important for all tennis players the fact that you know you've got all of these weapons, but you're going to lose points all the time. You're going to lose games, sets. Uh, Sabalenka as well. She's um, she's never met a best of three set match that she doesn't take to to three sets or rarely. And you've you've you lose almost more than you win. You unless you win every tournament. You're always ending the week with a loss, be it on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, depending on how far you go. And mentally, it's such a difficult thing to process, particularly when you're a a youngster. You've got to come to terms with defeat. It's not like playing for a top rugby or soccer team where you're going to win almost week in, week out, particularly when you're going through the juniors because you're going to be in one of the best teams. Here, you've really got to learn how to take on board losses and shake them off. And I think she is managing to to do that now. And then against her, uh, very interesting, Donna Vekic, she's been on the circuit for probably 10 years now, ever since she was a teenager. And recently last year, Pam Shriver, the legendary former singles and primarily um, doubles player as well, uh, a legend from back in the 70s and 80s, she was brought in by the WTA to look into what they call safeguarding. So making sure that young girls, basically, because they're, uh, they're still the age of minors, when they get onto the tour, that they're not in any kind of danger and they're being looked after properly. And it's an incredibly important thing to do for the WTA. And after that, that has uh, Shriver reached out to Donna Vekic because she'd been on the tour as a youngster and surrounded by lots of different people, lots of adults, male adults, to get her thoughts and experiences on it. And since then, they have started up a coaching relationship and he has Don Vekic through to the quarterfinals doing almost as well as she's ever done at a grand slam and a lot of that is down to Pam Shriver a real blast from the past and it's wonderful to see Pam involved as well. 
You touched on her um, mental battles and another one who's in the semi-finals that she could if she gets through this and then gets through to the final. Um, Azarenka has a <clears throat> pretty open and honest relationship with her mental health battles as well and she's taking on uh, Rybakina in the first of the semi-finals. Exactly. That, this is an amazing turnaround for Vika. She was champion in 2012 and 2013 at the ages of 22 and 23. And you think this is the person who's really going to take it to Maria Sharapova and in particular to Serena. And she's had incredible ups and downs since then. I mean, when she was 22, she was dating rapper Red Foo, who was in LMFAO. <laughs> I think they had a few hits. I think they had a few hits back in the day, but he was permanently with his huge hair and ridiculous cartoon sunglasses. You'd see him courtside uh, when she was winning her Grand Slams in 2012 and 2013 down in Australia. Uh, and then it's, she, she had ups and downs, as everyone does in their 20s. It's just hers were more high profile. She had a child. She split up with the father of the child. There was a custody battle. She has mentioned she's had panic attacks, uh, enormous amounts of anxiety that she's had to cope with as well, that a lot of people can certainly relate to anxiety, panic attacks. There's more than one of us who've had that kind of thing over the past few years, again, referring to the pandemic. And she's been very open about that. And she seems to have mature she's 33 now and seems to be playing particularly this week some of the best tennis of her life i've seen her in tournaments before where you think hazarenka she's still only early 30s she's as good as anyone else on her day but her day doesn't seem to come around all that often she would start tournaments well and then have a bit of a shocker and then she'd go home in the third round Whereas here, she's made progress all the way through. She played Sophia Kennan, the 2020 champion, in the first round. And that was absolutely the worst possible draw you could hope for in the first round. And she got through that. And then she's just been, seems to be going up and up and up since then. And the fact that she came up against Jessica Pagula, who was probably everybody's uh, hopeful after Iga Shiatek went out, everyone then transferred their affections to Pagula, thinking, well, she's the one who's going to win it now. And I think Pagula, if anything, she crumbled a little bit under the pressure because she thought, okay, there's no Ash Barty anymore. Shiatek's out. I'll shabber the number two seeds out. I'm the number three seed. I'll go grief, it's all on my shoulders now. This is mine to lose, and everyone expects me to win. And Azarenka played it beautifully, took a load of pace off the ball because Pagula likes to, likes a, uh, it's like a pitcher in baseball or wait, cricket. Cricket's probably a better analogy for them in, in New Zealand, where if the bowler bowls it quickly and it's in the slot, then you can dispatch it for four or six just with a flick of the bat. And Pagula likes that as well. She likes pace coming, coming onto a racket. And Azarenka was moving her around, looping the ball up, and showing all the experience she's got of her 33 years. And she's now almost as much of a favorite as anybody, but she's coming up against Rybakina, who was the Wimbledon champion last year, but there were no ranking points for it. And that meant that Rybakina is uh, an outside, she's only number 22 seed. They've been putting her on the outside courts. So she's got a bit of a chip on her shoulder going, why am I not on Rod Laver? Why am I not on MCA? 
uh, Margaret Cordarina. And so she's got a little bit of a chip on her shoulder about that. And that's really motivated her. So the fact that we've got current Wimbledon champion against two-time Australian Open champion in the semis, bring it on. On the men's side, um, the most talked about hamstring in the world history, uh, if you look up hamstring, it's probably got a picture of Novak Djokovic. Um, he's taking on the five-seed Rublev. But I really wanted you to drill down for me the American quarterfinal. And this young guy, Shelton, he is as American as you can get when it comes to a tennis player. He's so American that uh, he'd never left the country up until about a month ago. And I'm not saying he hadn't played tournaments around the world. I'm saying that he never left the country. He had to get a passport to to come over here. And all of a sudden, he's cut a swathe through. He's, he's had some reasonably favorable draws to get him through, but he's a, he's a great player. He really is. I saw him early on against Nicolas Yari, the Chilean player. And even then, you think, well... Uh, Shelton, okay, he's he's made his way up into the top 100 by winning challengers. So that's the, the challenger circuit is one down from the the ATP circuit, and it's where the kind of the the second division players play when they're trying to get up into the the top level. And he just won tournaments week in week out. He literally won three in a row, and you pick up only about 45 or 50 ranking points for winning them, maybe. 75 if you're lucky as opposed to 2000 for winning a grand slam or 1000 for winning an atp 1000 tournament hence the name but if you pick it up week after week you creep up from 130th 120th 110 top 100 all of a sudden you're into a grand slam and he's done that and he was up against yari from chile who's an experienced campaigner but he he knocked him off the court and he's he's a feisty character but not when he's playing he'll be feisty the second the point has finished and there are a few people in the uh, Melbourne crowd obviously as they do with soccer shirts on and flags for the Chilean and he was giving it back to them but only during the 25 seconds after the point had finished and before the service clock had run down for the next one and then when he was playing all focus, absolutely focused. His parents, uh, former tennis players, Brian Shelton's his dad, made it to about number 55 in the world, I think it was, uh, 30 years ago. But he's, he's one of these people that's come through the college system as well. So you end up playing people of your own age who are prodigies like you, uh, so rather than playing wily old campaigners all the time, you're playing 17, 18, 19, 20-year-olds all the time. And they've got the same will to win that you have. And they've got the same goal as you. And you're also playing for a team. You're playing for your college. And you can see a lot of that mentality in him. And he's coming up against Tommy Paul, who's a little bit older. But I love him for a different reason. He's got all of the shots in his bag but he got a great coach he's coached by a guy called Brad Stein who was Jim Courier's coach back in the early 90s when Jim had a lot of success and Brad is a wonderful coach in that he speaks French German um, Spanish he 
when he was with Jim and Jim was having his good runs at Roland Garros, he would say, right, we're not going to train all morning. Come with me. Out we go. We're going to walk along the banks of the Seine. We're going to pop into the Musée d'Orsay and see a bit of artwork. And Jim's thinking, well, I don't want to do this. And Brad's saying, look, tennis isn't going to last all your life. <laughs> Maybe it is if you end up being Jim Courier and winning Grand Slams and then coming down to Australia to commentate. But you need to be a well-rounded human being as well. And that may well help you when you're out on court and thinking, well, you know what, I've lost today, but hey, I went to see some Monet at the Musée d'Orsay. And Brad's got this mentality into Tommy Paul as well. Tommy's mid-twenties now, settled down with a girlfriend. He seems to have his head in the right place. And it's what we keep talking about. It's the mentality that you need. You've, you've got all the shots. All of the players at that level, they've got all the shots. They just need to get their heads into the right space. And if you've got a good coach, be it Pam Shriver for Donna Vekic or Brad Stein, Jim Courier's former coach for Tommy Paul, then that's half the battle. And finally... Um... Talking to Drew Lilly, he's Tennis Australia's World Feed commentator. Remaining in the men's draw, we've got the semi-finalists catching off since the past. So we've just talked about Shelton and Paul. There's also Rublev. Who has the best equipment to stop Novak Djokovic amongst those remaining five players? All of them, if they come out at the same time, and there's five of them on the other <laughs> side of the net. Other than that, um, Djokovic is playing some of the best tennis he's ever played. He comes in under a cloud after last year in the deportation saga. And then, oh, my, my hamstring and Medvedev's teasing him a bit about it during the Adelaide tournament a couple of weeks ago. And he's having medical timeouts. And then he goes and plays Dimonor in the fourth round and absolutely wiped the floor with him. And everybody who watched it said, this is as good a match as we've ever seen. That man is absolutely unstoppable. So it's an absolute push. Uh, I'd go for Tsitsipas if he can get everything right. Tsitsipas, his backhand was a little bit off early in the tournament, but he was playing doubles with his brother, Petros. And they played it on Key Arena, which is where Kyrgios and Kokonakis had all their success last year. And obviously, huge Greek community in Melbourne. They all came out with their flags and soccer jerseys, and they were cheering them on. And it was as if uh, Stefanos Tsitsipas got his backhand back because he seemed to have lost it early on. His service seems to be doing very well. Um, Mark Philippoussis, again, is in his corner. And Mark's been helping him with the service as well. And also, it's almost like a big Greek family there. His father, Apostolos, is his coach. He's got his brother with him. He's got Flipper, Mark Philippoussis. Uh, he seems to be, again, I keep saying it, but in a good place because Tsitsipas, if ever you read his Twitter or Instagram feeds, then you think, wow, um, you mentally, you're, you go to some very strange places and the things you come out with that you really wouldn't expect someone to, to put out on social media. Okay, fine. But he seems to be settled at the moment. Beautiful, hitting some absolutely beautiful forehands. And he saved so many break points against Yannick Sinner one of the next-gen up-and-coming players when they played a couple of days ago. 
So he's on real form and mentally on real form. The problem is if you have break points against you when you're playing Djokovic, Djokovic is just going to barge straight through that door and say, right, there it is. I've got the break. So I honestly can't see anyone stopping Djokovic. Drew Lilly, uh, really um, busy time for you at the moment. I appreciate the the few minutes you've given us, uh, probably double the time I thought we would talk for, but it's just a fascinating tournament and your insights are really valuable and, and appreciated. Thanks so much for your time today. My absolute pleasure. Anytime, Mark. What a champion man. Champion man. Uh, Sabalenka 1-0 up, uh, just with serve. Vekic is serving advantage. Probably go one each. Um, and we are also, in fact, I just need to refresh those. So I'll give you the cricket updates after a quick break.